Spotlight with Sarah Hendy. Brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Fast am I. I'm Howard Kane. As we head into the summer, it's not just the garden which is blooming, with all manner of vibrant artistic ventures to be enjoyed. This evening, we look forward to a new play which fuses naturalism, physical theatre, spoken theatre, poetry, absurdism and a noisy ghost. Plus a celebration of two musical genres, brass in Laxey and jazz in Port Erin. And don't forget, if you have anything you'd like Sarah to feature on the programme at any stage, you can email spotlight at maxradio.com. And first up this evening, an exciting youth theatre project. Each year, the National Theatre Commission's 10 new plays for young people to perform as part of its National Theatre Connections programme. And each year, 300 youth theatre companies and over 6,000 young people from every corner of the UK produce a Connections play. This year, it's been a bit different, of course, due to COVID-19 restrictions with Connections venues being adapted by creating online digital festivals. The play being performed in 2021 is Wind Stroke Rush Generations by Mojasula Adebayo. Fifteen young actors between 14 and 18 from three island high schools and the University College are representing the Isle of Man in the National Theatre's Connections programme with their performance directed by Sean Sternick. Sarah caught up with them to hear about the work, which is set in a senior common room in a prominent university, where a group of first-year undergrads are troubled not by the weight of their workload, but a noisy ghost. When I first read the description, it does, it sounds quite playful, like uni students and there's a ghost so they get a Ouija board out. It's like how, I don't know, any good party starts, but it actually gets... Whose idea was it to like use the Ouija board to communicate? Because like, was the ghost being like irritating or something or scaring people because it's quite a brave thing to get a Ouija board out in my opinion. So basically we all, so at the start of the play it's kind of like we do think it's like a dare to go into the room and then at like halfway through the first scene we kind of realise that it's kind of a bit scary in there and a bit haunted so so as the play goes on a couple scenes later another uh, uni team student is like should we get a Ouija board out? And then we just end up asking questions with this ghost and the ghost starts to like talk to us and stuff about it. And then um, we all just kind of get more fed up with the ghost because it's giving us clues, but not actually giving us straight answers. Oh, those tricksy ghosts. <laughs> yeah, <they're laughs> so, it is, so we start to get quite annoyed with it. And then, um, but then we end up figuring it out yeah. at the end of the play. I'm Jordan, I'm 19 and I'm one of the three actors that play the tricksy ghost Monte Rosa. How does this performance compare to other things that you've done before? It's quite, yeah, it's a roller coaster. Definitely, it's a bit of a surreal piece. Uh, I, when I was a lot younger, I was in a lot of musicals, uh, mostly because it's a family sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, during school, I didn't do much drama at all. And uh, after A-levels, I figured, you know what, well, acting might be something I want to do. I want to get back in touch with that. So I uh, came to this lovely group of people and they, for some godforsaken reason let me in and the the character of the ghost the monte rosa um it's all quite mysterious but the it sounds like there's quite um cryptic clues uh, how did you find getting to terms with the the script and um connecting with your fellow ghosts if that's fair to say it took me a while to figure out how to work in a team properly with 
the other ghosts, but I feel like I've really learned something from the experience, and I, I definitely feel in touch with the role of Monte Rosa as well. I feel like there's something poetic about the ghost of a fascist telling these kids about you know, the ongoing effects of colonialism. It's not quite dead yet, there's still a ghost. Mm -hmm. And I suppose we're the personification of that. The very definition of unfinished business. Precisely. Yeah. Well yeah. done. Okay. Well, isn't it? Oh, spotlight, we cover everything. Uh, everyone thinks it's just painting and knitting hats for ponies. Um, <laughs> but um, I'm Eva and I play another one of the Monte Roses. Um, I'm really excited to go on the stage because I, I don't do a lot of acting, really. Um, and this play is, has a really strong message and to put it on a stage with an audience after all the lockdowns is really, really amazing. Mm -hmm. And I think the subjects that are raised by the play are so, uh, they're really big. And I think in the last year, particularly so many of these issues have been highlighted, especially on the island. Um, in these performances, some of the audience members will be really quite, you know, high up members of our society. Um, how do you feel about having the opportunity to tell them these stories? It's su such a powerful play. I, I can't imagine anyone leaving without having changed their minds about something they thought they knew. I think it's a really, it's really, I think it's really good to share this message to um, everyone as possible because whether we realise it or not, racism is in our society, like whether we see it or not. And everyone should hear this message, whether they are politicians or people from the Arts Council or students like ourselves. It's a very important message that everybody should hear. I understand that all of you as a group selected this play to do. There were, there were quite a few options. Um, did anyone have any particularly strong feelings about why they wanted to do this play in particular? I mean, I think Eva put a lot of this beautifully but I'm curious about the other options that were available and why this one stood out is um is the right choice for you I feel like this as an overall play has a much greater important message and is also very enjoyable to watch because a lot of like very important plays could be almost a little bit preachy to some people like some people won't really get like the jives of what's happening on stage but i feel like a lot of people can watch this play enjoy it and get a very poignant message in their heads about uh british society mm -hmm. and i think it's very important that people see this play because it's a very good play mm. <laughs> well <laughs> I like what you did there. Um, also, you definitely get the award for the best use of the word jives. jives. I like it. Jives. A whole new context for me. Um, something I'm curious about is how so many of you play close friends on in the play, and yet I get the feeling that perhaps before this, some of you hadn't even met each other. Would that be right? Um, yes, it would be. My name's Calvin. I myself come from St. Indian's School, and here those who are from my school as well as only three of us. Um, I myself am playing Jay, one of the uni team kids, and I've had a lot of fun meeting all these new people and getting to know all of them, both as their characters and themselves. Mm. So the fact that I didn't actually know them to begin with and yet we've become unbelievably close friends, it has been a real experience. Tell us what's your name and tell us about the part that you play. Uh, I'm Michael and I play the part of Ali, 
and he's a member of the uni team in this play, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the lovely thing about this play is that all of the characters, it's so ambiguous. They have certain personality traits, but they really good, could be um, played by anyone. How have you connected with your character? What is it about your character that makes you feel... Um, <laughs> one of your co-stars is, uh, is laughing at him, wondering if maybe this uh, has been a difficult connection to make, perhaps? Well... <laughs> <laughs> Well, in the beginning of the play, my character is portrayed as this sort of, like, outgoing jokester who's just making fun of everything that's happening around him, and as the story develops, he starts to joke a lot less about what's happening, and at a specific point, he does hit a turning point where he does realise, oh wait, all this stuff that we're being told... It, I, it actually affects us in a way, so that's really nice to sort of see the story of a ghost telling their story and then us being like, that, that's happening to us now, that, that, that's actually happening, so that's really nice to have. Uh, I'm Megan, I'm 17, I go to Balakameen. Lovely, and is performing art something that you've done a lot of before or is this your first foray into um, being on stage? Um, I really haven't done anything before. I mean, I didn't do drama or at school or anything. This is my first proper thing. It's been dead fun. Wow, that's really cool. And it's um, it's it's a really complex piece, isn't it? I think for your first performance, like this is it's there's some really heavy stuff. Tell us about your character, and um, and what kind of stuff you've learned from this this um, this play. Well, my character's part of a group called Uni Team, and we all get on quite well anyway, so it's not like we're awkward around each other, so we do get on quite well. And in terms of the play, I think it's taught me a lot that I didn't already know about like racism and the world, I guess. Yeah. This year's been really crazy for all of us, but in terms of performing, you know, we're seeing the UK are finally getting back into theatres and everything. In terms of, like, um, the the whole process of casting, of learning your scripts, of rehearsing together, how has all of that been? And also, sorry, what's your, what's your name <laughs> and what part do you play? Okay. Lovely to meet you. <laughs> I'm Jess. I play Shia um, and as another part of the uni team. Yeah. And um, I don't know, we... We'd already casted and we'd already like met each other and known each other before one of the lockdowns happened and then the lockdown one of the lockdowns happened and we had to do it over Zoom. And we didn't miss a single rehearsal, we did them all over Zoom. It was a bit hard, especially with connections and like all the unison and stuff, but um I I don't know, it was really helpful and handy yeah. having the technology to keep in touch and stuff. But it would have definitely been better if we could have Yeah. Oh, well, I'm sure. And it must, it'll be so exciting for all of us as well as the audience to get back in to see a performance, be there live. There's such a different energy. I saw some wonderful performances um, through the various lockdowns where people had really been very resourceful, but there's nothing quite like the real thing, is there? Um, so that'll be super exciting. Um, and I don't know if anyone's able to tell me tickets. Where are you? When are you? All of the fun bits. <laughs> Well, <laughs> we've got our dress rehearsal on Wednesday and um, proper performances on Thursday, Friday and Saturday night at half seven at the Youth Arts Centre on Kensington Road. Tickets can be purchased at the Villa Gaiety. Just ring them up or go online. Mm-hmm. 
And as a theatre professional, you must be super excited to be for things to be moving again, happening again. Hopefully, we've seen the end of lockdowns for a while at least. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, you've said it, they've said it. There's nothing... There's nothing that compares to living, breathing bodies in the same space, sharing a, a great experience. Mm-hmm. Cast members of Wind, Rush and director Sean Sternick there. The play being performed by teenagers all over Britain. Talking to Sarah, don't forget, she'll be back in the seat next week. The play, again, is on Thursday, Friday and Saturday night, 7.30, Youth Arts Centre on Kensington Road. Tickets from Villa Gaiety online or, of course, on the phone. Now, we don't often feature jazz on Spotlight, but there is a jazz scene on the island, and one man is looking to build on it is legal sax man and connoisseur of all things beery, Jerry Carter, who dropped into the station to tell me about a new jazz club in Port Erin. We were approached by Pip Rolf to expand the repertoire within the Erin Arts Centre, which I must say is a fantastic little venue. It is wonderful. Um, and his idea is to have a jazz club either quarterly or every two months and have different jazz bands to help to get the, the big swing band down. So we're doing the launch on Saturday, the 29th, um, with the Blue Van in Jazz Band. And obviously we're delighted after lockdown to actually get playing get out again. again. But to get playing in your first venue is the Air and Arts Centre is rather like hitting the jackpot a little bit. It's a lovely venue. So we're really looking forward to it. For those who I think might know the name or they don't know the sort of material, what sort of stuff you're playing? It's quite eclectic. We'll be doing some Sonny Rollins, Herbie Hancock, uh, John Coltrane, Miles Davis, that type of stuff. So we've got a bit of a range and a few old... I think we're doing trying to do Take the A Train as well. Oh, even night. Oh. Like, so plenty of stuff people will recognise. Yep. Uh, the lineup currently? The lineup is Steve Hind, lead tenor, myself playing tenor, um, Steve Gray, keyboards, Alan Pressford on bass, Jim Horton drumming, and Jackie Maury Grace is back with us playing trombone. So really nice. I know the last time I saw you in the uh, Peel Centenary Centre, making a great sound there. It's going to appeal to anyone. What's the uh, sort of setup then? Is it going to be set up as a jazz club or is it going to be more in a concert arena? Well, they've decided to set it up as a jazz club and take the stadium seating out and put mm-hmm. tables and chairs in. We have a, an occasional licence with the Bay Hotel. So um, there'll be lots of free-flowing jazz and free-flowing Bushy's beer in the evening. <laughs> Not sure which I prefer, really. <laughs> a bit of both. A bit of both. A bit it of has both, to be a yeah. mix. And you say you're hoping, with Pip and uh, and the centre down there, this is hoping to be, as you say, a sort of a club-type scenario on a regular basis. Yeah, it's um, either quarterly or once every two months, depending on how it goes and what the demand's like. Um, and we're hoping that we can get other uh, there are other jazz bands on the island rather than us all the time we'd like it mixed up so that Pip's getting other bands we'd we'd love to see a big band in there I think it would lend itself to it that would be terrific wouldn't it so that is a scenario because it's it's that type of music isn't it with the sort of jamming and uh, improvisation and jazz it's a great idea if people come along and they can have a play or indeed like you say mix it up and have some other bands playing there as well yeah that's the intention I think that they're after and I, I hope it goes well for them the ticket sales have been quite good because I don't think anyone realised it was us that were coming so ticket sales have been (laughs) remarkable so far there's still a few left but get on site if you want to go terrific so EAC Jazz Club happening once I said maybe month month or quarter and again you can get the tickets now from the uh, online from the Erin Arts Centre Jerry Carter and Blue Vannon 
I do hope the EAC Jazz Club takes off. Do support it. And Jerry has exciting plans for the Manx jazz scene in general. Watch this space or check out Late Lunch next week for more details. Spotlight. Brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Now from jazz to brass. Brass bands, to be exact. And the Great Laxey Brass Band Festival taking place this coming bank holiday Sunday. To find out more, I spoke to some of the key people involved in the event, starting with the well-known voice of Marinda Farley. I'm, I'm the chairman of the Garth Commissioners, but in context for the, for the brass bands, I'm also um, a brass player. I play with Ramsey Town Band. Martin Royal, uh, I suppose I, uh, I organise the event in a sense, um, uh, principally, but uh, with a lot of help from my friends. So, uh, yes, uh, I'm, the, I'm actually the clerk at Garth Commissioners, or sorry, the deputy clerk. Uh, Jamie Smith, I'm a Garth Commissioner, and as far as brass band event is, I'm, I'm always out there helping, guiding and greeting. And we are talking, of course, about the uh, Prash Laxer, Laxer, I can't say it, how do you pronounce it? Laxer, probably. Laxer, <laughs> yeah. okay, the Laxey Brass Band Festival returning to the village. You must be delighted first off to start that it's actually going ahead again. Absolutely. Uh, yes, you know, I mean, we, we really enjoy the event. It's fantastic. Well, we feel it's a fantastic event. And uh, yeah, to get it going again, uh, wonderful. And uh, we're really looking forward to it. Now, for anyone who's sort of never been there before or doesn't have a clue what it's about, give us, try to paint a little picture, if you will, of what it is actually involves. Wow. Shall I, shall I try and paint a picture? Dude, go for um, it. The band's coming... We're all getting set up. Well, of course, it's a lot different when you're behind the scenes and, and Martin knows actually setting the whole event up. But f- from a band's point of view, you're just coming there and, and, and ready to have a, a great deal of fun and, and meet friends from other bands. And uh, you go around the different venues. The bands are playing at different places in the village and there might be some food as well. And it's just it's, it's, it's just the general atmosphere that goes on in Laxey that day. It's, you know, you all pay a little bit, each, maybe a 20-minute stand at, at different venues and moving on between them it's, it's a really uh, a fun afternoon for the for the uh, across the generations is what i've i've witnessed from previous years so uh, um from sort of uh, toddlers in in push chairs up to the the older generations and and the music reflects that as well so you've got some old favorites but you've also got james bond themes star wars themes you know every, everyone would recognize all the music and i mean it's really stirring as well when at the end of the afternoon the bands all gather together in the square and play as, as a as a single unit and you get ellen vannon and the national anthem and it's really stirring i have to say yeah. and you were showing me a little a video of that which i think is coming out shortly martin it does look spectacular the sheer number of people involved there yeah well, i mean it's the fourth year now and um each year we've we're slowly growing it and the the audiences have come in in greater numbers and so on so uh, it, it's something that uh, is hopefully starting to capture the imagination but it, as jamie says and marinda says it's a, a fantastic spectacle in our view uh, it, it really is something slightly different uh, you've got the brass bands playing all around the the, the upper Laxey area, so you can wander through the village. You can walk through for a minute or two here. Four, well, five or six bands basically, uh, are all different, and they're all the sounds are echoing, reverberating around the buildings. It, it, it's just it's just a great spectacle. But it, not only uh, the, the the music, uh, the uh, the spectacle is in is is visual. You know the colours of the bands, their um, their uniforms, and uh, also the uh, if it's sunny, the the, the <laughs> instruments you know flashing away, and uh, yeah, it's just a great 
um, inspiring and, experience. And this year we'll have the uh, trams coming as uh, well, the, won't we? In, Snaefell and, and the and, MER trams yeah. as well, yes. So they'll be, they'll be providing the backdrop and, and, and the toot-toot <laughs> <laughs> going on. So they'll be there and people can come out by bus as well, going oh, to get out to the yes, village? Oh, yes, please. Yes, I think, I think yes. the thing is yeah. to try to get people to come on the buses and on the trams because mm-hmm. par- parking is always an issue in, in the Laxey area. I think, to be fair, you know, you, you're better trying to come, well, double up. In cars, yeah, well, uh, trams and bus is is brilliant if you can get there on the tram or the bus. But we do have additional parking in place um, over and above what's available. So you know, if you can't make it on the tram or the bus, get down in your car. And Marinda, you are actually playing in this as well. Yes, I love it. I I'm one of these people that came to a musical instrument later on in life, and I I, I love the sound of brass, and I joined Ramsey Tam Band, and it's and I I just recommend it to anybody. You know to we have a, a Tuesday tutors group in in um, <laughs> in, in Ramsey where we're, we're teaching adult learners, um, and it's just a great thing, and it's it's not too difficult. I remember being at the Guild several years ago, and uh, Ramsey uh, Grammar School band wandered on stage, and the hairs when they played, the hairs on the back of my neck just started to rise. It was it was a you know really sort of passionate performance, and. Uh, as I say, the hairs rose on the back of my neck and, uh, I mean, nearly lifted me off my chair. You know, it's fantastic. And I think that was possibly the point where I thought we need to get this out onto the streets and get this, you know, uh, in Laxey. And uh, we did it. We did it indeed. And is it something, Jamie, I suppose, it's to emphasize, you know, you don't have to be a brass band fanatic to enjoy this. It's Absolutely not at all. You, yeah. you just need to be there to, sa- to, to hear it and indeed feel it because you can feel this music as it reverberates around you. Um, and uh, the band seem to have a great time. So we've got uh, Castletown, Onken, Douglas, Ramsey and Manx Concert Brass coming along and they bring their followers with them. And uh, there's an opportunity, there's some solos. So some of the some of their younger people, it's a chance for them to do a solo in a fairly relaxed atmosphere. And uh, yes, it's just great fun. It really is. Yeah. And is there any competitive element to the day? Are there any prizes <laughs> and such like? It is It is quite vicious, Howard, mm. I'm afraid. <laughs> um, no, no. Uh, it it, it, it's actually timed to fall just after the Guild. And we, we did that on purpose because... I, uh, seeing them at the Guild and seeing other musicians at the Guild, I know what a, um, a stressful experience, an enjoyable experience, but a stressful experience that can be. You know, you've got the official adjudication and so on. So we kind of think, well, let's get them in after the Guild and let's give them something that, that yes, there's a bit of adjudication. Ian Cotty is adjudicating along with our two MHKs this year, but uh, it's slightly toned down that side of it. There's more emphasis on who's the best entertainers, and they do entertain. So it is all about entertainment. It is a family do, as we are saying. Yes. Better give us the details then. When's it start, when's it finished, and when's it actually on? It is on Sunday the 30th of May, just under two weeks away, which is right bang in the middle of the bank holiday. And uh, it it runs from one o'clock and probably ends about five o'clock. And... uh, it's the venues as as Marinda's pointed out the the center at the end of the event is from four o'clock is in the village square prior to that we've got the jazz aces kind of warming the square up for uh, the finale but uh, the other venues are the miners statue uh, on mines road the mines tavern and the pavilion in the glen gardens so we've got three venues five bands and uh 
a little bit of extra music on the periphery just to uh, add a little bit of uh, uh, variation. Atmosphere. And, and, and atmosphere, yeah. Lots of pubs and cafes open. If well, you was, yeah, get, there, get, get there a bit early, have a bite to eat and a pint. You yeah. read my mind. That's the whole thing. <laughs> all, the, all the usual watching holes will be open yeah, so you can make, make yes, a real day totally, of it. Yeah. All the pubs will be open. <laughs> And uh, the pubs are wonderful, but particularly the the cafes in Maxi, we've got a great mix of yeah. uh, refreshments and uh, food outlets. So uh, get down there. So all we need now is the sun to come out. Sun to come out for the Sunday, the thirtieth of May. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yes. All indeed. roads lead to Laxey. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it on this week's Spotlight. If you missed anything, you can hear it all again via the podcast. Or you can go to your favourite subscriber or just go to mr.com and click on podcasts. Sarah's back next week. Do join her at the usual time. Until then, keep it live, support the arts and stay safe. Cheerio.